In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Selling a little... Or a lot? <coughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Seven days a week, wet ass pussy, make that pull out, get me. And I 
up, nigga, catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this pussy right in your face. Slap your nose like a credit card. Hop on top. I wanna ride. I do a kegel. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. Pussy is wet. Cause it could die. Tie me up. But I'm surprised. That's for play. I want the skies. I want you to park that big Mac truck. Right in the center of your vibe. Make it creep. Make me scream. I don't put it. Make a scene. I don't cook. I don't clean. But let me tell you, I got this screen. Swallow me, drip down inside of me, quick jump out for you, let it get inside of me I tell him where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be I run down on him before I have a nigga running me Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a call while you ride that dick You really ain't never got him looking for a thing You already made his mind, boy, hang Now get your piece, hang your coat, fuck this wet-ass pussy He bought a phone just for pictures of this wet-ass pussy Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet-ass pussy Now make it rain if you wanna see some wet-ass pussy Look, I need a hard head, I need a beef stroke I need a handy drink, I need a weed smoke Not a garden snake, I need a king Cobra with a hook in it, hope it leave over. He got some money and that's where I'm headed. Pussy ain't one, just like his credit. He got a beard and I'm trying to wet it. I don't taste it, now he got better. I don't want to spit. I want to go. I want to gag. I want to choke. I want you to touch that little thingy thing that's swimming in the back of my throat. Switch my wig, make him feel like a G10. Put him on his knees, give him something to believe in. Never lost a fight, but I'm looking for a beat. In the food chain, I'm the one that eats you. If he ain't my ass, he's a bottom feeder. Big D stand for big demeanor. How to make you bust before I ever meet you. If it don't hang, then he can't bang. You can't hurt my feelings, but I like pain. If you fuck me and ask who's is it, when I ride the dick, I'ma spell my name. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan. Uh, welcome to your Monday episode, your pop culture roundup. We got the one and only Sophie Ross with us today, which we'll get to in a bit here. Yeah, buckle in, folks. We're doing all new shows these next two weeks. A lot of podcasts take off, but I refuse to. You guys need me. It is not that I need you at all. No, it is you. I'm doing this for the greater good, damn it. <laughs> How's everybody's weekend? Was it good? Happy Hanukkah. We we started that today. This is Sunday, and tomorrow uh, we are on a collision course with Christmas, and I hope everybody travels safe this week, but we'll be doing all new shows. Today is the Pop Culture Roundup with our buddy Sophie Ross. We'll get to that in a second, and uh, we... <laughs> okay, do you guys know I do these movie recaps with Annabelle DeSisto? We've done, like, Twilight, Twilight movie series. We did Geely with Ben Affleck. We've done uh, The Ring. We've done like tons of film recaps and um, I'm trying to think of the other horrible movie series that we did. We just did You've Got Mail. Well, anyways, we decided to tackle the holiday classic Home Alone with little Macaulay Culkin and it took two days (laughs) 
two days to record. It's like a six-hour podcast. So I will be splitting that up into separate episodes all week this week. And I guess if you put it, I would I would like to say you need to listen to all of it. It goes into so many different directions, you guys. It goes into our own Christmas and holiday stories from our past when we uh, found out about Santa. Um, we talk about the other Ryan Bailey's out there. One is a gay porn star. I mean, we, we really, Annabelle tells us what she's been up to and, uh, the pet psychic she went to for her horses. I mean, it really goes everywhere. Unfortunately, it weaves in and out of the movie. So you'll, we'll be talking about a scene with Joe Pesci and then we'll be like, you know, and that reminds me of, um, the first time when I got pubic hair, you know, like it, it'll, it'll just be random. So have fun with that. You guys, I think actually there is probably, it, it really is insanely funny. It is insanely funny, but I just want to prep you for it now. Get you, get you excited. I'll be doing an intro to each one each day with some news stories of that day and stuff like that. And then over on the Patreon, I'm going to put some other episodes and some recaps up there that will be unique for Patreon. Hey, baddies. Maritza and her mom. Thank you to Maritza Lopez and her mom. They got out all the holiday cards yesterday, and she, I mean, just killed it. So if you're a Patreon member, you will be getting those starting in the mail, I guess, in the next couple of days, which is exciting. And uh, I think it beats our record from last year, which was like the day before Christmas we started. I started sending them out. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, um, I hope you guys I hope you guys have a good holiday season. I hope you guys uh, really, really enjoy uh, your families, your friends, all of this stuff. And I don't know why this sounds like a goodbye because it's not. I'll be here all week. But this is just we it's like and it's really weird, you guys. Like I, I used to work every year at this acting studio and it was always you know, like the time off situation was always so weird because, you you know, one of us would get like a week and a half off at the beginning and one of us get a week and a half at the end and it would be like going back to air. It was just weird. I always had to be working and now this is my job and it's really weird because I'm so used to having this real job that I haven't had in years now, but it kind of, you kind of get this, not sense memory, but it, you get this, uh, you're just like, ooh, it's you get like a chill up your spine of like remembering when you did have a job and it was like so it's still stressful to get out of the town and go see your folks or your friends or whatever but it's just such a different experience than it used to be and i think that is that's really exciting but it's also really weird and it's also weird that i lost my job during covid because it's just it's a, it's a little different it's like I lost my job in the middle of nobody being able to go outside so when everybody was able to go outside again it felt like Oh, it just didn't, it, 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 I, you never got that goodbye where you were in the office and left the office and never came back. It was like, we left the office for COVID got fired during, I mean, I got let go. I didn't get fired, um, because there was no business Well, this is really going off track again. I just really, I share everything. <laughs> I'll just share random boring memories with you guys. Anyways, let's get on with some pop culture stuff. I watched sister wives tonight. This it was the reunion. You guys know how fixated I've been on Sister Wives this season. I on Friday's episode I talked to Melissa from Cr Criminality and Moms and Murder about Sister Wives, and they did the first part of the reunion. And if you guys are just joining Sister Wives, it's really hard to get used to the pace. But I swear to God, it's like watching Cody fight to keep his hair on the top of his head. His hair even wants to abandon him. And then these three ladies. It's not a reunion like Bravo where they're all sitting on a couch together. 
it's all like separated one by one interviews. So it's not like I want to see them all in the same place arguing with each other, like, you know, with Cody there with the women and a proper, proper host. And so it's a little disappointing. I mean, it's still fascinating television. And I still like they keep saying things like, well, Christine, Christine has to have sex with a new man. And that will break the sacred covenant between husband and wife between Cody and Christine. And I'm like, by whose rules? I love it. It's like Cody's rules. Like, where are these rules that they follow? It is, and they're all like, you know, Mary and and Robin, you know, which by the way, shout out to Robin really went less extreme with her eyebrows for the reunion. I think she's finally hearing us. And it's always nice when somebody makes progress like that. But I was just like, whoa, it, it was, it was so uh, understated, which is so cool. So congrats go out to Robin and her eyebrows. Um, but this Christine thing, they say, you know, since they're not legally married, the thing that will break the sacred covenant is when. So it's like, I love that they're trying to get her They're Like, they're either really wanting her to have sex. Like, they're going to try. Like, I just imagine them trying to find a dude like, Christine, get it over with. You need to nail that dude so we can break the sacred vows and I'm not married to you anymore. Like, I just, I, I enjoy, I enjoy fringe religions that, uh, <laughs> make up certain rules that like, I'm like, please let me know the book that you guys are following because it's really, I really would love to read just the cliff notes version of it. So that was on TV tonight. Uh, me and Sophie talk about a lot of what we're watching. Did anybody go check out Avatar? It made $134 million this weekend and it's considered a disappointment. Can you imagine that? Can you make, imagine making 134 of anything and then being considered a disappointment? Like I'm not in a rush to go out and see this movie, but there's something in me that's like, should I I go see it. And by the way, oh, let me break your hearts, you guys. Today is the 25th year anniversary of the release of the movie Titanic uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, also directed by James Cameron, who did Avatar and Avatar 2, The Way of Water. And um, can you believe that's been 25 years since that bastard wouldn't share that door with Leo DiCaprio at the end. I love it. They're doing like James Cameron said he it's like it's likely that they wouldn't have both fit. But that's not the point, James Cameron. You know, at the end of the door when, you know, Jack's like, you know, she's like, never let go. And then she lets go. She literally like, oh, I'm going to take a cat nap at the most important part of their lives. And the thing is, Kate Winslet did an interview where she's like, yeah, you know, they probably could have both fit, but it would have sank. But that's the thing with love. You try that's why I, I, the whole premise of the movie is like this, this love, this like, like this love of a lifetime. And then you don't even try. You don't even try to get him on there. And this poor kid, I, it just 25, I've had 25 years of anger about this topic. Like this, this can get me freshly riled up at any moment because I just think it's so, it's like, I, I just felt like this poor kid, his last dying thoughts are like, she didn't want to try. And now she's fucking passed out. Like, I swear to God, you probably only saw like clips of that scene. But like, in, if that was reality, I bet she snored a little bit. She was like, <laughs> you know, it would have been really, just really upsetting. <laughs> she's having the best sleep of her life. And DiCaprio's like hands are like completely frozen. Never let go. You literally let go. You did the definition of letting go. Oh, God. What else is going on in the news, folks? Um, listen, uh, Jen Shaw did not show up for the Salt Lake reunion like we talked about on Friday. And we'll do a recap of Salt Lake this week as well. Um, yeah, or I'll put it over on the Patreon, but uh, definitely doing it. Uh, listen, there was a rumor 
first, there's a rumor that I talk about in the show, but there's also a rumor that Andy is doing a one-on-one reunion with Jen, a one-on-one hour-long interview, which will be one of the three parts of the Salt Lake reunion. I don't believe this rumor is true, and if it is, I don't care. Like, keep it. Like, I don't... what. Jen, I'm sorry, I just don't know if anybody gets it yet. Jen Shaw is a liar, so a one-on-one is exactly what she wants. She can control the narrative. And Andy, I know it would probably get, I guess, somewhat decent ratings, and it it's a, a nationwide news story in a way. So I can see wanting to do it, but at a certain point, it's like Bethany Frankel. Like, I don't understand when these people rip on the product. Jen Shaw ripped on Bravo on Friday, and it's like, once you do that, you know, I feel like, the show, like she needs the show more than the show needs her. And I just don't foresee that happening. And I feel like there would be so many restrictions placed on that interview that I just don't know if it would be worth, you know, like who needs to kiss that ring? And by the way, the ring would probably be fake regardless of what Andy is kissing. You know what I'm saying? So we'll watch out for that, but I can't imagine without that Jen thing, I would imagine this would be a two-part reunion. I think you can get everything wrapped up. I mean, they'll probably try to make it three just for the, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Also, I talk about today uh, this Megan the Stallion trial. We talk about it at the very end, but I just wanted to bring it up again. And and she was in the holiday mashup at at the top of the show and I think it's very dangerous when there has been clear-cut proof about this, about Tory Lanez, this rapper. This is now years ago, um, where we're having the trial finally, and all of these things, from Megan's assistant to now Megan's bodyguard, who we've not been able to locate, are all disappearing, and it it feels like Tory Lanez has paid them off to either disappear and not be able to testify— or to completely change their testimony like Megan the Stallion's uh, ex-assistant did. Like, she made a very clear statement years ago when this first happened, saying that Tory Lane shot and, like, dance bitch and all of this wildness. And then changes her story and says, I can't recall, I plead the fifth. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just, I don't see, it's weird. Like, I feel like we really, really don't believe women sometimes. And they go out of their way. And like most women will not speak up. You see this again and again. I watched this horrible Netflix docuseries this weekend. It, uh, I think it was called Don't Hang Up the Phone about the, it was just really wild. It must've been made by the same people as like, what was it? Don't, don't fuck with cats. Remember that a couple years ago, it came out during the holidays. Um, but this is three parts and it was based on this, uh, these crimes that were committed in, uh, like right around like 1998 starting and it went on for like a decade. Um, but this guy would call a, like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Hardee's, like a fast food restaurant and say, I need to speak to the manager. And then he would say, I'm a cop from this. And I've got like the, I've got corporate on for McDonald's on the line with us. And we believe, and he would describe some girl at the front. He'd be like, we believe that she has stolen money from a customer and we need you to question her. We're going to walk you through the process. And so, you know, this man would speak with authority. And so the first lady, the manager would, the one of the victims that they start the show with, they bring her back. She's like a 17 year old girl. And it says, you know, we believe, you know, and starts questioning the girl. And he's like, okay, now um, have, and it, and you're like, how is this? Because then he goes, okay, now have her take off all of her clothes. Now you're going to take her clothes and her keys and you're going to go put them in her car so she can't leave. So now they've got a naked employee and they've got security cam footage of this in the office. And this lady 
believed that all of this stuff and like went and did everything. And you're thinking, oh my God, what an idiot lady. But then in every other case that this happened, the manager would do the same thing or like kind of believe it to a certain point. And this went in, this, these calls would go on for hours, hours. And the first one, it's so disturbing. You guys ends up like then her, her fiance or like who also worked there came in to be a witness. And then he's like, okay, you're going to have to need to, that girl's going to need to have to sit on your lap and, and you're going to need to get into her mouth and smell her breath to see if there's alcohol or drugs. And he would talk with self-assuredness. So they all believed him. And then it ended up where they like, (laughs) you guys need to watch it because it goes to a place where you're like, no effing way. It is so dark. But, uh, Then again, in the third part of it, it shows how this one girl from the beginning tried to sue McDonald's and they just McDonald's was like, no, F you. We're going to like tear apart your, you know, who you are as a 17 year old girl. Like they were like you even went to uh, they're going to subpoena her therapist, uh, uh, therapist notes. And it was like, we're willing to destroy you to not uh, lose a lawsuit, even though we are completely in the wrong and somebody that worked for us, a manager did this to a minor or, and participated in this, even though they weren't the criminal on the other end of the phone, they went along with this and didn't use their better judgment that nobody would have a minor get nude and do weird that like, it's so weird. You guys, I don't know if that made any sense, but anyways, it kind of just highlights these highlights how we really treat women in situations. And here is somebody, you know, 50 cent, which by the way, 50 cent, like I love them when it's like 50, you owe me money by Monday, you know, 50 cent, but when it's 50 cent and getting in women's business, which he always, he 50 cent is like, I'll say it. He's a messy bitch. He is. He's a messy bitch. Like he, he's that like, I bet like he wants to be in a sewing circle. He wants to be gossiping with the ladies. Like he, he really feels like he needs to be in women's business. And it, you always like, you always gotta watch out for that. Like he's like, Ooh, I need to get in this. And I think that is so weird. And I don't understand it. I don't, um, I don't know. And also everything I needed to know about Tory Lanez, I knew last week when he brought his six year old tr- son to the, uh, day, one day of testimony where he talked, uh, where there was a lot of sexual stuff and violence talked about, he brought his six year old son and he said his six year old son was his greatest inspiration. And I'm like, you never put a six year old son through that. You never like that is so disgusting and gro- I'm sorry. It's just so gross. But anyways, we talk about that a little bit and I just get disappointed about like seeing this, like this is somebody out there putting their reputation on the line. And this is a big star for the last couple of years. Who knows what her career will be 10 years from now, but she's out there going like, no, it's not cool for this person to have shot me because they were way drunk and jealous. And I was jealous that I thought Kylie, like he was hitting on Kylie Jenner, which he was at Kylie Jenner's party. Oh yeah. It gets messy. You guys. Oh, we also talk about Mason Disick's bar mitzvah that happened on Saturday night. We talk a little Kardashians today as we always do. Um, I just think, man, that Mason, that Mason, if, I mean, like, he's around really hot women. Like, he's going to start, it's going to start getting awkward. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine, like, it's just going to be like, imagine any normal, like, straight dude at, like, turning 13, 14 in that area you know, you're, you're, you're looking at magazines with these people and these people are then right in front of Mason. It's go, like, I'm just like, I cannot, this kid is potentially, I'm just going to say it now. If he 
if he, there's no way he'll be well adjusted, but if he is, he could potentially give Pete Davidson a run for his money in like five years. I'm telling you, I know you think I'm sound crazy, but I just, he's grown up. These people, when they're grown up around celebrity like this, they, they, they're already pre-programmed. You guys know what I'm saying? Or am I just so out of depth here? Um, Anyways, we talk about that. We talk about Kardashians. We talk about this week's uh, Salt Lake episode, this week's Winter House. We talk about Austin and Shep's trip to Australia, down under. We have a lot of people that listen from down under. <laughs> and also, remember, if you want a last-minute holiday gift, uh, you can look me up on Cameo. I'm on Cameo, and I'll send you a holiday message. Just write what you, who it's to, what they do, if they know who I am, uh, those important things. And Bill and Becky Bailey can be in them, too, my parents. So that is, if you need a last-minute Xmas gift, I'll be doing them. Um, we did a we did a bunch last year on Christmas Eve and it was a blast because people were drunk buying last minute gifts. We they just kept rolling in and it was kind of really fun. Um, okay, so we talk about Winter House. Uh, I watched Potomac tonight. I still Potomac is wild. Do you think Chris owes Giselle an apology? We found out today. Giselle said on Watch What Happens Live that he. Giselle said that Chris did apologize, but then Chris was like, no, how, like, I didn't, no, I didn't. Like, he says, no, he didn't. I don't know. Like, Robin and Giselle, like, listen, I get their power, but I also, like, get annoyed with their power sometimes. Do you guys feel that? And also, I have to say, I'm not, like, this season has turned me in to a Candace fan. Like I'm, she's actually out there doing her thing. And I think that's really interesting. Um, I really, really do. I think that's really interesting. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, this is sad. You guys. And I, who would have called this? I, I think I might've mentioned this last week, but Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon says, I feel guilty for not spending enough time with all 11 kids. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Like, you know, like, I'm like, oh my God. Um, I wanted to bring this story up with Sophie and I didn't get to it, but Nick Cannon admits he feels guilt over not being able to spend enough time with his enormous brood of kids. Oh no. I talked about this a little bit. I think in the home alone recap that you'll hear later this week. Um, he says, being a father of multiple kids, it's always the biggest guilt on me is that I don't get to spend enough time with all my children. I love that the state, the underlying statement is there, but it's like, you expect me to wear a condom though? No, thank you. He goes, one, because I'm constantly working, and two, because I'm just spread thin. Dude, you're constantly working, and when you're not, you're impregnating people, and you're spread thin because you choose to be spread thin. This kid, this dude, this Nick Cannon is going to potentially have 11 different Christmases this Christmas. He has so many kids, and he keeps, like, at what point do we, it, like, go, we made, like, let's stop. We, we, we need to. Like, pull out, pull back, wrap up, whatever we need to do, but it needs to end. Like, I, like, remember, like, there was, like, halfway through the year where he said he was considering a vasectomy, and I was, like, considering? Like, just, just do it, man. Like, can somebody just knock this dude out and, like, just go do, like, a, like a forced, <laughs> tell, him, tell him it's either that or the vaccine. He'll get a vasectomy. Um, so, I find this, this article very, uh, I hate it, humorous, which, by the way, not too late to order holiday gifts. Uh, the stop sleeping with Nick Cannon, the stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson, the perfect way to tell your loved ones you love them by getting those shirts. Um, 
So he's on this new show, the Stephen and Dr. Stephen Agus show, where he does an interview about this. And I actually, oh, Dr. David Agus, sorry. It's called The Checkup on Paramount Plus. And I'm kind of interested to watch this just because I love that he's like being all good natured and fun. Like, oh, doctor, I might have spread myself a little thin. And I just, I think the good, the good attitude about it is the part that like always makes me chuckle with Nick. He's always like, well, what are you going to do? I'm not going to wear a condom. So don't even ask me like, that's just not acceptable. That's not going to happen. So, uh, I don't know. We're just going to have to pray that, uh, you know, I become not virile. Like I'm just a very virile man. Whoever thought the guy from drumline and the guy that does little funny make ups on, on MTV, <laughs> would end up solving the population problem. Uh, also, we talk about Elon Musk. Elon Musk is losing his mind on Twitter. The guy spends $44 billion to basically be me and Sophie. Like he basically, he just wants to like do smart ass comments and make little memes and, and stuff like that. And he spent $44 billion and he's not prepared. Like he, <clears throat> remember he tried to get out of the Twitter sale for most of the year. And then finally it was like, they're not going to, he's not going to be able to get out. So he accepted it, but it seems like he accepted it without any plan. So he's making up new rules and taking away new rules every day. Like today he took, he made a rule earlier in the day that you can't put any of your Instagram handles or Inst- it was like Instagram, uh, Mastodon, all of the, like there were like social media apps. I didn't even know existed. He didn't put TikTok or OnlyFans, TikTok because he needs the Chinese uh, to be on Twitter and he needs like he has deals with the Chinese. So, of course, TikTok's going to be fine. But he said, like, I couldn't post a link to my uh, Instagram on my Twitter. And that was a new rule. And you could be suspended if you did. And that was ridiculous. So everybody told him that. And by the end of the day, that rule was gone. That's how haphazardly he's running this thing. Currently, he is doing a poll, which me and Susie talk, me and uh, Sophie talk about on this show. And let's see where it's at right now. He he writes this tweet where he said, "It's up to us if us if we want him to uh, continue on." And he says. Um, should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. So far, 13 million people have voted. There's four hours and 44 minutes left. The yeses are 57%. The noes are 43%. And then he wrote, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. Like, what, you know, what are you, what, don't be a weirdo. Just don't be a weirdo. Like, I, and then he wrote, those who want power are the ones who least deserve it. Like, shut up. Like, you are so annoying. Like, Tom from MySpace never did this shit. Like, Tom from MySpace just sat there, what looked like a toilet, smiling, and he just was all our friends. And Elon is so weird. He's so weird. And he wants to be cool so bad. And this is like, he's having the worst week ever because he was booed at a Dave Chappelle concert earlier in the week in San Francisco. And there's only so many liberals he can blame it on. And at a certain point, it's like freedom of speech, but don't be a whiny bitch. You know, like you're being, you're like 50 cent almost. Oh, speaking about 50 cent, this has nothing to do with 50 cent, but uh, remember a reminder that I am doing a um, Sarah Galley from Andy's Girls asked me to be her co-host um, and you can go to her Instagram. We're doing a online live show January 5th. What a way to ring in January 6th, January 6th Eve. 
Um, January 5th, there'll be special guests. It's going to be insane. So tickets are only like 15 bucks, and it's online. It'll be streaming. I think you have like a week to download it from that point, too, so you don't even need to watch it live. But I think it'll be a lot of fun from what we're planning. So remember to go check that out. You can link. It's going to be, uh, I think it's called, uh, I'm trying to think of the company that's doing it. I think it's Moment House. Um, let me look at, let me, let me do what you guys to, will do to get tickets. Just go to Sarah Galley. Uh, or is it Andy's girl? Wow. I love when I really take you through a journey on this show. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Dame Galley, D-A-M-E-G-A-L-L-I. And on this, you can go to her link tree and it's uh buy ticks for Andy's girl live with moment moments and you can get tickets on here it's going to be 5 p.m pacific standard time 8 p.m eastern standard time but like i said you have tons of time to watch it from that moment and it should be a lot of fun so come ring in the new year with us it's the perfect thing to start your year Uh, i wanted to talk about a couple more things before we get to sophie happy birthday 21st birthday finally to billy eilish who celebrated her 21st birthday at a rager this weekend on sunset mason disick had his bar mitzvah and billy eilish had her 21st and it was star-studded you guys uh, not only did she have current boyfriend Jesse Rutherford from The Neighborhood, uh, but she had, uh, let's see here, uh, she had Kendall Jenner and Haley Bieber. Uh, they took photo booth pictures entitled Billy's 21st. Oh, man. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, does Kendall and Haley, this is like, they're like obviously beautiful, beautiful women that really mean a lot to women and girls just by the way they look. But do they ever get intimidated around Billie Eilish, like somebody that can actually sing or around, you know what I'm saying? Like there's somebody that like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Do you, you guys know what I'm saying? Um, let's see who else was there. Uh, Justin Bieber was there. Uh, 21st birthday. It is wild. God, I feel like. I mean, I've known about her for like four years. Man, that's wild. 21st birthday. Ah, to be young again. Angie just did three nights sold out at the the forum where she brought out all these special guests. Childish Gambino was there. uh, Donald Glover. Uh, Who else did she have? She brought out Phoebe Bridgers. It just seemed awesome. Uh, Britney Spears, I talk about at the very end. Britney has obviously been going through something for so long now. And I, I fell into Britney Spears conspiracy TikTok this weekend, and it was not a fun place to live. Uh, it was really dark and it seems like she's going through something, but I don't know. I'm going to wait till I find out more information to actually talk about it because I'm reading so many theories and it's just very, and you're just like, man, this girl has been, been through so much that I don't know. I just, I, I. It just seems like something weird is constantly going on. And that's that's her right or freedom if she really is free. I don't know. I, I said it was wild. Her her dad did a full interview this weekend that they released. And I tell Sophie he's writing a book with uh, with what's his nuts, Kevin Federline. And I'm like, on parenting. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you think I'm not going to buy that Jamie Lynn Spears book. I will definitely not be buying that book. <laughs> but that will, but thank you for trying. Like, this is so weird. What a weird, weird, weird man. And like, listen, he makes some points in the interviews, but still at the end of the day, it just doesn't add up. We're missing huge pieces of information here that he could tell us. You know, like, it's just not like, well, she was sick. You know, she was real sick. And I, I think I saved her life. Like, I need facts because the facts I do have make you look very, very bad. And Kevin Federline, like, listen, I'm sure it's like, I'm sure it sucks to not have talent, Kevin. I'm sure it sucks because your life didn't go the way you thought it would when you were able to be a backup dancer. But 
the fact is living off of Britney for so long, I think makes you comfortable in a certain way and got you used to things. And yeah, it's probably wild to raise a family and be scared where your next paycheck is coming from. But you also have to understand, like it's gotta be equally frustrating, if not way more frustrating to pay for everybody's lifestyle. To you yourself have to take medication and be under strict, strict controls, but you pay for everybody around you. People are getting bonuses. People are telling you when you work, you know, like it's just weird, man. And um, I don't know. So uh, I'm waiting to find out more information. Uh, lastly, I wanted to talk about streaming and movies. Uh, I talked about Avatar earlier. I told you it made $135 million here, but it made $435 million worldwide. And like I said, that's considered a disappointment. It didn't do as well in China as it was supposed to do. Did you know that China box office is bigger than our box office now? Like, isn't that insane? Think about that. Our greatest export is our culture. Our greatest export is entertainment. Think about it. It used to be all these different kinds of things, but now I truly think it is our entertainment. And I, you know, it's just wild to think that China now week to week, more people show up to their movie theaters than they do our movie theaters. And I know that might be sound petty or competitive and I'm not, but at the same time, come on. I truly feel like movies are not a, not a dying art form. There'll always be movies, but the presentation of them are dying. It really is these event films that get people in the seats. And when those go, we're fucked. We're fucked. Like, I'm not telling you to go see Avatar Way of Water, but I'm not not telling you to go see Avatar Way of Water. And you could always do what I told you to do. Start playing TV in the movie theaters. Wouldn't you have loved to watch the season two finale of White Lotus on a big screen? Wouldn't you have loved that? You know, everybody's talking and laughing and shouting comments. I mean, actually, that sounds annoying potentially. But, you know, I think for those things, why not? Why not open one theater one screen or two screens per movie theater where you show classic episodes. I mean, like certain Housewives episodes, you're telling me you wouldn't see Scary Island on the big screen with high quality sound with Nicole Kidman introducing her AMC speech. You're telling me you wouldn't go see that bullshit. I would be running to the movie theaters. I'd be like, let me, I'll catch all of the COVID. But we got to watch these things. And now it's like these, you know, it's just superhero movies and action films like these, you know, we couldn't make a French new wave film anymore. You can't make eight and a half or breathless. And these movies you probably never heard of, but like I grew up trying to be a film nerd before I became a reality star TV nerd. Um, and you know what we're truly innovating right now is television. And that got pushed even further during the, uh, COVID, which is still obviously out there. But movie theaters, I really think, are going to go the way of the dodo bird eventually. There'll always be some form of it because there still is money in it, but it's lessening and lessening. Remember, they didn't ever bother to, you know, the, the record companies ever really bothered to figure out how to stop people from stealing. And, you know, with Napster and LimeWire and all of these things. And then that led to, you know, albums don't really sell the way they used to. And movies don't sell the way they used to either. And I kind of, you see these with technologies and they made it so easy to have better viewing experiences in our own homes, which is really cool. But then there's this whole other thing that I grew up loving. And like, do we just accept, you know, you listen to Steven Spielberg or Chris Nolan or like, you know, Stanley Kubrick back in the old day, you know, say how important like 35 millimeter film is and, and all of the, you know, the, the movie going experience. But also it's one of those thoughts where I've thought both ways of like, okay, well, are you just hanging on because you've had great experiences? Do you just got to, but then there is, so if we say, okay, movies are only going to exist for, uh, the casual, the occasional rom-com, 
the Marvel film, the DC film. But then we're like, hold up, wait, what's going on with DC? So DC Comics is with Warner Brothers Movie Studios, right? Marvel Studios is with Disney. Now, Marvel Studios is kicking ass, even though I think they're starting to becoming they're starting to come with structural problems in the movies because they're all built on top of one another. So it's like that game of um, what is that game with the, the blocks and you're putting blocks on top of each other and then eventually it falls over. You're trying to be the person that's able to balance all the blocks on top of each other. You, I'm forgetting the name. Really fun game. And uh it's like that with the Marvel films is they're they're building all of these stories and you have to keep up with all of these stories, even though you can, you know, you get the full viewing experience. If you've watched everything, you kind of miss certain like little Easter eggs and things like that, um, that if you're a nerd, you, you don't want to miss any of that stuff. But I was watching the new Thor movie finally, and I was like, ooh, there's parts of this that just aren't good, which is wild. Because Taika, Taika Waititi, who is now, I think, uh, engaged or married to Rita Ora who I talked about with Rob Kardashian last week on the show. What a blast from the past that story was. Um, you have to watch all of these things. And it wasn't good. And I was just like, oh, this is weird. Like Marvel is Marvel starting to lose it a little bit. Now over at DC, you're like, well, compared to DC, Marvel is like Citizen Kane. Marvel's like no misses where DC misses almost every time, except for the Batman with Robert Pattinson, the Dark Knight trilogy. But other than that, they weren't able to make Justice League work. They weren't able like Aquaman uh, wasn't able to really work. Uh, Wonder Woman, we found out last week, was not going to go to Wonder Woman 3, and Patty Jenkins was uh, let go from the project, who had directed and written the first two films. Then you have The Flash, which has been done forever, but it has them, uh, Ezra Miller, who they have gone through so many legal issues that they're just waiting for that stuff to die down, but they've made this whole film with Michael Keaton as Batman from his 1989 film Batman and his 1992 film Batman Returns, which does count as a Christmas movie, folks. A holiday film, it very much is, if you go back and watch Batman Returns. And he was returning as his titular character of Batman. Like, come on. It's like a... It's like my dream is to have Michael Keaton back in there. And so... I explained this on a podcast, Warner Brothers and Discovery merged and this guy, David Zaslov took over and he started really making these deep cuts and changes, really painful ones. They had a Batgirl movie with Brendan Fraser as the villain and they had finished filming that. Michael Keaton was also making a cameo as a couple scenes as Batman in that film as well. They had finished the movie and that movie will never see the light of day. They have burned the print of that movie. $90 million down the drain because it was going to cost too much money to fix. And they were like, nope, the new Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't do that. Then they put James Gunn and this other gentleman. James Gunn, of course, did Guardians of the Galaxy. Genius dude. Like, really, really, I, I, I love that he is in control. But they're having to make a lot of tough decisions. Now, Henry Cavill, uh, who uh, is it Cavill or Cavill? He played Superman. He finally got announced a couple weeks ago that he was coming back as Superman and he made the announcement and he was like, it was worth the wait, folks. I'm back because at the end of this movie, Black Adam, The Rock, which is now on HBO Max, I hear it's really bad. He at the end, I guess Henry Cavill shows up as Superman and returns as the character and it was like, I'm returning. And then last week, Henry Cavill had to be like, just had a meeting with James Gunn and the other new head of DC, Warner Brothers, and they said there will not be a future with me as Superman. They want to tell a story from a younger age of 
uh, Superman's life. And, you know, he said, unfortunately, I'm not part of Superman's plans in the future. And I thought it was really kind of, wow, devastating in a way. But James Gunn is making these really big decisions. But I find it funny. Then it says Henry Cavill was going to play Superman in the new Flash movie. Already did. It was already filmed. Like I said, the movie's done. And they're cutting him from that film because he is now no longer Superman in the DC universe. And supposedly James Gunn has been writing the new Superman script, and it's not going to be an origin story. And I know this is not what we usually talk about, but I think it fits right into pop culture that you need to pay attention to it. So I'm bringing it up, and I'm just a movie geek at heart, so I like to like talk about these things as well. Um, so they're cutting that. They're cutting him as Superman in the Flash movie, but I just find it interesting because it's like Ezra Miller gets to like they get to get arrested again and again and again, and they're not throwing that film away. I, I want to know why they are leaving them in that role or what their plans are for them um, with Ezra being the Flash, because it just seems like what a weird, like I would think you would recast that as well. So I'm really curious to see their plans, but I think that's going to fit into the bigger you know, it's like you almost need these DC films to succeed to keep movie theaters going. Now, I know you might be like, oh, you're panicking, you're freaking out. Well, I I always just panic about everything. But I do think this is one of those things we saw how many things just got totally different during COVID. And this is one of those things if we don't really kind of put time and care into it. And I know it might sound silly and it's not anybody's top priority, but I think I think movie theaters should exist. You know, I think they should. And I think they should exist for other films and other stories than just superhero films. I think we should be able to watch all different kinds of stories with all different ethnicities, all different kinds of like, I mean, that's how you're, you're able, like, I mean, like kids these days are just going to grow up thinking that everybody's a superhero. Like everybody's just like, that's, that's all they see. Oh my God. I just, I just finally came off as the oldest bastard on earth by saying that. Okay. Anyways, I wanted to fill you in on that. I don't know why that was so important for me to do, but it's just interesting because they're like these huge moves and it's like, this is Warner brothers films. They have been around a hundred plus years and they are just legendary. And these conglomerates, like you have Disney and you have these conglomerates battling over each other. And I find that very, very interesting because they both have streaming services as well. This falls into the land of streaming. And streaming is just interesting. Like all of the streaming is down. Netflix is fighting with Hulu, is fighting with Peacock. It's all just really original, which goes back to Real Housewives of Miami, which I talk about with Sophie. They're Peacock streaming, you know, an original Real Housewives of Miami just on Peacock. And it is awesome. It is worth getting Peacock for, which I'll be recapping Miami next week, which I'm very excited about throughout the holidays. And we're going to put that on the main feed. We were talking about putting that on the Patreon, but we're going to put it on the main feed. I think it, it it's it's worth it. I think it'll be really, really funny for you guys, especially during the holidays. Uh, and that's it. So let's get into Sophie. Just a, a quick 44 minutes. And there'll be some commercials uh, along the way. And we'll I'll talk to you all week, you guys. And maybe I'll convince Bill and Becky to come on uh, if, if everything's working out. Right, and that's it. I hope you have the start of the best holiday season ever. Um, just think about where we were two years ago or three years ago. Think about all that. Like, think, look how far we've come. So it's really exciting, and I hope everybody is is uh, is going to hang in there this week. I'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays, everybody. This is your start to the week. We're doing a brand new episode of a pop culture roundup. We got her back. This is huge too for the first night of Hanukkah. We got her. We got her. 
The Bengals are currently winning. We're on the last two minutes of a game. Uh, Sophie is watching uh, in the background, but it looks like they're going to win. You know her. You love her. She's been with us all year from the podcast So True with Sophie Ross, available on all podcasting platforms, as well as her Substack. We didn't even get to talk about Ariel Charnas, which she is the number one. I've heard Sophie's name brought up so much with Ariel Charnas in these last two weeks. It is insane. Like, it is like I have people, I had Bravo historian Samantha reach out to me, go, Will you tell Sophie to check my DM? Check my DM. And it was, she's like, Influencer drama. Sophie Ross, welcome to the show. Hi, that was so funny also because I'm just so bad with DMs. If you know me, you are, you know, you you really, I'm I'm bad. I'm bad. You're potentially bad or worse. I'm 10 times worse than anyone you know with DMs. And what it is is that I get very overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) I look at all of them piling up and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I like panic. And then you see like eight messages, nine messages with the same person. You're like, there's no way I'll even be able to see nine things at this point. (laughs) Right. And then I'll, and then when I open it, I have to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm just feeling. So I'm sorry, everyone. I really, really try with DMs, but it's really hard sometimes. So no, I just thought there was an emergency all of a sudden, no, but it turned out so Ariel Charnas is just a crook or something. That was so funny that Sam, you texted me. You were like, "Check your DMs, check your DMs." <laughs> Please, <laughs> yeah. And uh, wait, so uh, by the way, t- tonight really is the first night of Hanukkah. I want to uh, wish a happy Hanukkah to everybody. Also, we are like in the vortex of all of the holiday stuff. You got Christmas, you got Kwanzaa, all of it. You're potentially going to travel with, to see your family or be around family this week. So this is hopefully will keep you a little bit sane. We've got new episodes all week, uh, including a big recap of the movie Home Alone. Uh, So that's going to be insane. Sophie, what's coming up on the podcast for you this week? Or are you in break mode already? No, it is our season two. Oh, you froze. Wait, wait, wait. Finale suite. And oh, wait, you're back. You're back. Season two finale this week. I don't know what's wrong with my internet lately that every time we zoom, there's like an issue. But on Musk finale, if you missed our most recent episode, it was an Ariel Charnas explainer special with at Lex Nico. She's love Lex. She's like the best human alive. I love her. Um, So that's a must listen. And then this finale is just one last little solo up. So. All right. Okay. So Tuesday, that is Tuesday that you can put to have with you this holiday season when you're dealing with your family. That's a one, two punch folks. You got two days of Sophie back to back. Plus you've got her sub stack, which she did a Ariel Charnas recap as well. Is there anything, I mean, you're going to do that solo episode, but can you sum anything up in like a sentence or, I mean, you know, we thought it was going to be so much more, but basically she just kind of. Okay. That's the thing. So, so many people are like, wow, this was a nothing burger. (laughs) But like, I think just compared to the hype, there was so much hype. It's like, why? He's in jail now. He's in jail. Her husband is in jail. Well, why would Business Insider write about Brandon Charnas potentially fucking men? Like, they're not going to write about that. Can you imagine if Business Insider actually did like go into detail? No, but. I think was, if you if you forget about all of the rumors that had started with that Demar post, it was actually a very damning article, and it makes her look really bad. It makes it it's like a very eat the rich moment where she doesn't seem to care. She doesn't seem to really be putting anything care. into her business. She's, 
she's wearing $4,000 jackets. That's what I, I'm sorry. Even if I had the money to afford a $4,000 jacket, I would still just from how I was raised, like we don't spend $4,000 on jackets. I'd be like, that is a dumb. I know Amy Ross and she would not do this at all. Amy Ross absolutely would not. Even anything over like $300 is a splurge. (laughs) Yeah, that's oh, I'm a, oh my god. I was like, a, we were strictly a Walmart family, and so now when my mom gets something, you know, like like nice, I'm like, holy, sh-, I feel automatically guilty. We will always beat the nepotism allegations. We will always. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wish I I've made my mom feel bad for not being Chris Jenner for years now because I was like, if you had only pushed me, if you had only pushed me and my sister, if you had only oh pushed God. harder, you know. Wait, Ryan, literally same. I'm like, if only you had sold my sister's sex tape. That, like, can you imagine? Yeah, and you could have put a camera in my room secretly, like. She's like, oh, so like this, this wedding is actually at the person's in-laws. Like we're going to like a family friend's wedding. It's like, it's at the person's in-laws, like $4 million vacation home. And I was like, why didn't you work harder? Dude, we have somebody in our family that has like a villa in Italy. And my mom, like, and my mom's been trying to get invited for years now. And it's somebody in our family, like it's somebody in our you know, relation group, but she's been trying to get a snag an invite for years to this Wait, villa. That you haven't been invited yet. No, but and and this lady married this lady though? this lady married somebody in Google and like really nice family. But it's so funny because it's one of those things my mom will always bring up of like maybe we'll get invited one day, you know. And I'm like, let's keep hoping, you know. Is it a palazzo? It is, is a palazzo. Wait, where did I just? Where am I? I'm just confusing so many shows lately, but. Ariel Char. Oh, oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Why Lotus? What did you think of the season two finale? Um, I actually, this is another thing I, I covered in my sub stack also was that I really enjoyed the finale. I obviously was like sad for a second. If you haven't watched it yet. Yeah, guys. Bad. I mean, at this point, I, I, I posted that thing. I posted a thing on Instagram and I, I supposedly ruined it for three people, but if it's like Thursday, come on guys. Like it's, it aired on oh, Sunday. Exactly. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I was sad that Tanya was like, so she was so afraid in her last moments. It made me sad, but I think overall it like, it was satisfying because Quentin and crew, I don't know. It was like, it was very satisfying. I saw a lot of She's like, is, is he in a relationship with you? Like, I love it. Her final, like, he's like there with blood in his mouth and he's just like, Is Greg cheating? Yeah, that's it. That was so. But also, uh, did you stay around for Mike White, the creator's comments yeah. after that? Like, I love that she because it made it seem like, well, yeah, it was a very frightful moment, but she stood up for herself. Like, but then yeah. it was a derpy moment. He said he used derpy right. where she she tripped and hit Which her head for her. But I I still have so many questions about like Jack, like just Jack in general. He was such a good like villain in that finale where he just like turned so evil looking in a second. Like he, that actor, Leo Woodall, I think. And supposedly he's dating Megan uh, Fahey now. Fahey in real life. That's a freaking power couple because they're both, they were both like MVPs of the finale. At least I know that she wasn't nominated for a golden globe and it was Aubrey Plaza, which is Jennifer Coolidge, but those are like the two big names from it. And I feel like that's more so what the golden globes are about. 
Well, Golden uh, Globes is also voted on. I talked about this on the show. It's only voted by like 70 journalists. And it's like, it's been, it's been embroiled in all of these like allegations, but it's only 70 journalists. So 70 people are voting on the Golden Globes, whereas the Oscars, it's thousands of people. So it's like hard. It's like 70 foreign journalists that usually you can wine and dine and buy nominations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Golden Globes. That's that famous quote, I think, for Modern Family, where it's like you buy a Golden Globe, you win an Oscar. So just saying, I think that she probably will be nominated for an Emmy. She has to be. I definitely think so. And now that Aubrey Plaza and Jennifer Coolidge were bad, they were great. But you know what you're going to expect with them. I feel like Megan Fahey was like such a breakout like talent. But what's so cool about that is that now everybody I think that needs to know knows who Megan Fahey is. I mean, I know she's done tons of work before this, but she came on my radar through this show. So, I mean, like, I I think that you can't buy that kind of I know I would love the bold type because I really loved younger. Oh, I figured you watched it. I figured that was no, like a you show. I, it's like actually a major like plot hole. If you know me that I haven't watched that because it's a very me show. It's like Emily <laughs> Paris, like younger. I love that shit. So I um, that's next on my list actually. I was sad that it went just because it's like so good to have a storytelling show that's written and not like reality that I really got into. And I was sad about Jennifer Coolidge, but also like, I totally see where I, I believe Jennifer Coolidge will be back as a ghost in some season. Like I truly do. Like not I like every episode. I think they're going to tie it together somehow. Like we're going to be able to find like Mike white. in that after the episode, he was like, you're going to find out what happens with Greg. I guess that that yeah. is going to be something that he like closes the loop on. So and he said Eastern that- religion, Eastern religion is where they're going to go next potential. Yeah. They're saying like an Eastern Asian com- uh, country probably. So yeah. I love we'll it. See. Yeah. Um, also, did you, uh, I would love to get your thoughts on because I had read a couple of your tweets on th- Thursday night, I think. And I didn't get to really talk about this on my show yet because I was just so beat on Thursday night, but winter house finale, plus watch what happens live afterwards. Oh, uh, you had some yeah. pretty strong feelings that I was, and I, I purposely didn't continue to read your tweets because I was like, wanted to ask you, but you were like, this is embarrassing. This, I, I oh, forgot what the tweet imagine? was. Can you imagine being Jessica, aka Crypto Lindsay? Like that was just like so Jessica the Messica. That was so just everything about that episode was so embarrassing. Well, but thank God she was on Watch What Happens Live. She was able to give herself a life, uh, a life preserver and go, Yeah, I was crazy, you know, seeing it now. I don't know if you watched that afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was Sierra and Jason and Jessica, and between them, there was one good guest. Like it was like still you think it would be the most exciting watch what happens live with Jessica finally like speaking and it still came off kind of boring and bland. Well, I think I mean, Sierra and Jason, I actually I Sierra definitely had a redemption arc for me this season. I love that she finally stood up for herself with Austin and stayed in it, stayed in it, stayed in it. Yeah. And it wasn't, I feel like for so long, she was made to kind of like feel and look crazy. And then you see Austin actually get very jealous. It's like, she's not (laughs) crazy. Austin has been playing into this too. Um, And then Jason is just like, he's boring. Like I love him. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, but he's just not, he doesn't pop the way that's like, listen, we can make fun of Craig all day long and we do, but Craig still pops in a certain way because he's so ridiculous, you know? Well, also Jessica, like you can hate her. I think someone tweeted this in my replies and I retweeted them how there's a certain like shamelessness and like unabashed delusion about her. That's very reminiscent of like early Vanderpump. Like 
I actually find her very entertaining to watch. And I know that she, you know, so many people are like, oh my God, fuck you, Jessica. When she's like, I'm the hottest one here on the hot mic. Like after she had just gotten attacked by everyone. I love Um, that the guys take Corey out and tell her that she's saying to everybody that they're dating. He's like, no, bro, we ain't dating at all, dude. And then he goes in and she's like, do you want to watch porn? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me 10 minutes with the guys. Give me 10. Like, I love that yeah. he he knows that she's been saying that he's like, she they're dating and all this stuff. He's telling all the guys, oh no, that's crazy, man. But he's like, I'm still going to fuck her. I'm still going to fuck her. And like, that is wild. Like, it, it doesn't matter. The life stages party. And I was listening to watch what crappens too. How at the life stages party, like Craig is turned on by Paige being like a pregnant mom and they joke, I'm watching crap and they joke about him having a pregnancy fetish. And they're like, you know who else has a pregnancy fetish? Marcy's husband. I'm pregnant. Marcy, by the way, is a character from Southern Charm that all of a sudden popped up like we were supposed to care about her all of a sudden. It was Shep's cousin. Like, and she you was know. Like nine months pregnant for the entire season. Yeah, we never saw, like, I thought we were going to see a delivery. And all of a sudden she's like, well, had the baby. And it was like, oh, okay. And the winter house too is like, did it was the fucking baby voice that Craig uses? Like, hey, she made up that baby, my page oh baby. God. I got, I made you five. Yeah, I'm five baby. I'm, I'm five. It's like slow. Like it's just like, come on, dude, snap out. I of know. It. I. It's so hard for me to judge the. I. I see all the. Oh, does Craig your guy use a baby voice? We sometimes you don't think about it sometimes, Toby. but sometimes. But like the thing about having an so sometimes is that significant SO's? other significant other is like sometimes you find them so cute you just want to like pinch but if a camera's on you you wouldn't do that i know i know Paige has to warn him Paige has to say cut the shit you're on camera i know i know yeah no that's Uh, fair that's fair i still maintain that craig and Paige are not going the distance after watching this i disagree i think they fully are like i think they i mean it seems like we made a bet on this didn't we yeah we did yeah yeah, yeah. Li- our lives. Um, We're getting our lives. A, f- a fight to the death. <laughs> By the way, okay, so I don't think you're watching Salt Lake City this season, which is like I am. Okay, I am. So this, it, it's just like batshit crazy. We say it every week, yeah. but it is just batshit crazy. And it was sad because they filmed the reunion on Friday. There is a rumor going around. I made a joke post, but now there's an actual rumor going around that Mary did a segment at the reunion. That is not true. Do not believe that. That's not true. Um, but Jennifer, Jennifer Shaw did not show up to the reunion. And she released a statement on Friday saying, you know, first I wasn't invited, then I was invited. And I happily accepted, but uh, on advice of counsel, which she's finally listening to lawyers, shocking. She said, you know, Bravo said, I I had to talk about storylines and I will, I refuse to do that because it will hurt my case. She can't. can't. But the thing is, Sophie, that is also bullshit is that I had it on from a source that she definitely was going to be there. And then Thursday's news broke with all the FBI stuff when they had first done uh, inventory of her house of all the fake purses and jewelry. And once that got released, she then said, I'm not showing up. So it's another lie on top of a string of lies. This week, she also weaponized, um, you know, trigger warning. I'm going to talk about something about harming yourself. She talked about uh, uh, killing herself. And it was in the middle of a fight where she, and once somebody throws that out, you just can't, you got to stop fighting. Yeah, it felt like she was weaponizing it. Um, also don't I film, think- don't film the show. Don't, if you're going to, if you are in the hospital, they should not have let her film this season at all. Right. 
And I, I think that it goes without saying that she would not be able to talk about her case after pleading guilty and it's still going like, obviously, but the fact that she made it seem like Bravo was like screwing her over, like, I don't know. She just will never, I think seeing her have zero regard for people's property like, I don't care where your shoes are from. If you had $50 I, shoes, I'd fucking strangle you if you put them oh, in the ocean. My Javianas, like literally $20 Javianas. My Tevas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if someone, I would be so freaking mad. Like, of course she did this shit. She's like such a sociopath. And did you see the um the preview of like us finding out what happened with Heather's eye? So they and released Jen six says, minutes, you guys. They released the first couple minutes of, and yeah. it's like, uh, of next week's episode. And Jen Shaw is like sitting across from her. And it's like this weirdly staged scene of like, hey, what's going on with that eye? And like, Heather's like, well, you've Jen got goes, to, you've got to help me think of a reason why this happened. It's so weird. Yeah. Jen goes, we need a like cover up story. We like, is this something that would hurt Heather's or um, Jen's case? Is that why Heather is trying to cover, cover it up for her? Who else could it be? Like, it seems well, like- Well, you could say Whitney, but Whitney wouldn't still be up. in the wig. Whitney was in, like, whoever it was had the Marilyn wig on because they showed a different shot of the door when she opens it. And there's somebody in a blonde I Marilyn wig. Jen. Jen was wearing a blonde Marilyn Exactly. Wig. But I'm saying, like, the other person everybody keeps thinking is Whitney. But Whitney, but th another thing is this happened- you know, supposedly off camera and it's going to be another off camera scenario, which is Austin like after Beverly Hills. Yeah. After Beverly Hills, that's wild. But I think it's truly, it's truly worth looking into the Heather Jen relationship because it's completely, it's, it's really one of the, like you could say Whitney, a lot of things about Whitney and her not being able to get to the point and light voice, but she's dead on. It is a weirdly toxic relationship that Jen will completely drag Heather yeah. down like she will not even think twice about it and Heather will do it out of some weird either friendship loyalty I don't know if she invested in beauty lab and laser but something is so weird here because I truly it's believe so Jen weird. popped her in the face it's so weird I don't know um can we talk about are we going to talk about who looks at my Twitter profile the most yes actually this is so scary um uh so by the way I didn't I think you probably know I would have I mean this doesn't surprise me but there's a a, an app that I didn't do this because I was scared to do this. Uh, but there's an app that'll tell you the top five people that look at your profile. And I was number one. No. Uh, okay. So you were number two. Yeah, number baby. Was my queen, Lisa Barlow. Was my <laughs> and then it goes, and then it goes Ryan Bailey. And then like just all Bravo, Bravo accounts basically after that. I'm not going to Barlow number one though. Amazing. Ryan was like, I feel like a stalker. And I was like, don't, I, I'm honored. I do feel, I mean, like, but at the same time I was like, but then I was like, yeah, I mean, I obviously look at Sophie's, like when I go to Twitter, I'll look at Sophie's tweets. But I do, that leads us to an interesting conversation about Twitter really fast because it's currently, I mean, we've talked about Elon a couple of weeks ago, but it's got gotten even further than that where just a couple hours ago or 12 hours ago, Elon, he's been doing these like two-faced Batman villain things where it'll be like, let the people decide. Will I run Twitter or not? You decide. I will accept the final answer. And there's currently a vote on Twitter where we get to decide if he stays running Twitter or not. And it's 52 to... To 48 yeah, right now? I was going to say, what's the, what is it right now? 
I think it's 52% to 48% is, and 52% is like retire from Twitter. And he's like bitching. Like I've never seen a man. I mean, I have seen a man this fragile me, but he is so fragile. It's 58 to 42. Yeah. He's so freaking fragile. I was in that um, Twitter spaces that he popped into. With all Um, the, the, the reporters that he had banned or something. It was a bunch of, um, yeah, it was a bunch of left-leaning journalists, basically, after he had banned a swath of them. Um, but yeah, he's just so freaking insecure. It's wild. Well, and then he tweets after 57 minutes ago, he goes, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish as you might get it. Like, why is he tweeting like cryptically like Khloe Kardashian or something? Like, it's like so weird and almost threatening. Like, what is that? Like, fuck, I don't know. Get rid of Twitter then. I don't care, Elon. I truly don't care. I know, I know, but I was just thinking about, (laughs) I was just thinking about how, um, like, remember when we thought that Twitter was actually ending and we all were like saying (laughs) goodbye and being like, well, it's been a good run. Yeah. Wow. This app actually meant so much to me. Like that was so funny. Well, what do you think? Do you think, what is your prediction? Is this the fall of Rome? Like what, what happens? Is this the... Saying that it at, that it will be for a while, and I mean, as long as it's still up and running, people are going to be using it. So yeah, but it's like I I mean, like you actually use use it. I tweet like some stupid toot jokes, and like that's what I said. Like I don't like I tweet treat my Instagram a little more seriously, and that's still pretty jokey. It's all jokey, but like Twitter always was like my drafts version of anything, and I'm like, oh, that'll be a bummer, but it doesn't really affect me. But you use it for work, you use it for I mean, like. Would it really bother you if it completely went away or are you willing to keep putting up with Elon's new rules that he keeps instituting every day? Um, yeah, it would really bother me if Twitter went away. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like for now, it just it is what it is. I think that he's a nut job, obviously, and censoring left leaning journalists is fucked up. But what can I do about it? What she's just I she's just one person, you guys. No, I'm I, just one person. I'm sorry. Don't cancel me, you guys. I will still <laughs> enjoy Twitter. And I think if anything, Elon is so cringy, and his mom is like on Twitter defending him. Like everything. Oh, for real? Like, I didn't even know that way his mom got on. Like, you better yeah, leave my boy alone. So, like, which is so embarrassing. And he just gets owned and ratioed every day. Like, it's kind of like funny. Like, it's just fun and funny right now. The vibes are like, okay. Imagine spending $44 billion to own the liberals. Imagine spending $44 billion to like really, yeah. and then like to stick up for people like Kanye. And even Kanye turned against Elon, which was hysterical, even though he's a very sick man, obviously. Um, uh, and then in Qatar today, by the way, uh, happy world cup, congratulations to Argentina. I even watched a little bit, the end of that game. And, uh, then they flash up where Elon Musk says he was there. And then we get a picture of him next to Jared Kushner, the old Kush. And I was like, what a weird, like with all the Qatar, like heads of Qatar where I'm yeah, like, that's never the, good. The Saudi princes. And like, like, that's not yeah, it's like that's not good. This like, isn't good at all. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, are they on Twitter? Um, <laughs> anyways, back to uh back to the safe confines of Bravo. Uh Winterhouse is now open over. We did get a preview, like a 20-second teaser of Summer House. And Corey Kiefer from Winterhouse is going to be on Summer House this season, but Luke is not. And I feel like justice for Luke, first off. And Corey, justice somebody told me. 
Justin Luke. Did you know Corey auditioned two times for Southern Charm and yeah. didn't get in? He was yeah, and that's why he didn't talk to Craig for like a few years, which is also really embarrassing. So no, but but think about that. If you've auditioned two times, so no wonder Corey is like the every like, hey guys, yeah, and he's always tackling Craig and all that because he's trying to present like somebody that should be on a reality show. Like I always think that is part of it too that you have to look into is that Corey actively is auditioning during Winter House. You true, know? true, and fine, whatever. It looks like he came in with a girl that was not Jessica, and I another blonde, yeah, another blonde, yeah, another blonde. And she said on Watch What Happens Live that they hadn't spoken in a few weeks, so they're clearly not together. But like, also in the confessional on Winter House, she answers a call from him where he's like, "Hey, cutie." And I know those are filmed after the show. So I kind of like want the story there. I know. Are you squirting? Sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. I know it's like not cool to, to care about Corey and Jessica at this point, but like, I'm curious. I'm curious. Wait, wait, by the way, they were great reality television or Jessica was great reality television. Corey was playing massive ball and he knew what he was doing. Like he got on to summer house and Luke, didn't get on Summer House, and that pisses me off. But Luke, once again, is posing pictures with uh, posting pictures with Ashley this weekend at a football game. He is still with Ashley Darby. Are you shipping this relationship still? I am. I'm really rooting for their happiness, a hundred percent. Speaking of the first night of Hanukkah, uh, do you do uh, do you light the menorah? And did you give your, your boyfriend? Did you guys exchange gifts already, or how does that work? We, we did exchange gifts already. Um, yeah, we got each other some fun gifts. I actually do have a menorah that I need to light. I've been having like a very lazy Sunday, but I have a menorah and I have candles. So I'm just, and I'm just by myself tonight. So I'm probably just going to light the candles by What's myself. What's the holiday? Are you going to go see the Rosses? Are you going to go to his family? What are you doing? We are going to his family and I'm really excited. Like it's, we don't celebrate Christmas obviously, but like just like the cozy, it'll be like just a nice cozy time. We're going to be there from Christmas. We're going on Thursday. So like Christmas through New Year's and we're just going to be like cozy and eat baked goods and make s'mores and sit by the fire. And I'm just like excited to be cozy. I love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. What about you? Uh, uh, Bill and Becky's, uh, we've got a big, this will be the big Chris. Uh, we're, we're on strict orders to have the best Christmas ever. My mom Woo! wants us to have best Christmas ever. My mom goes into, so she starts, uh, you guys follow the journey a little bit. She'll get, she's going to start some massive treatment on the 28th. So this will be, we're going to, my dad sent me a picture two days ago where he's like, your mom's prepped. And it's like three cases of red table wine. Now is my favorite part of the show where I get to talk about our sponsors, and we have two amazing ones today. Uh, So Bad It's Good this week is sponsored by Rocket Money. Now, Rocket Money is actually a product that I use, and it is really cool. They've been with us once before, and okay, so they used to be called uh, a company called Truebill, uh, and now they are known as Rocket Money. And this is great. So are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. I've been trying to clear up space on my phone because I've been telling you I'm out of space and I've been deleting all of these apps and I didn't realize how many subscriptions I have to things that I had completely forgotten about. And that's where Rocket Money comes into play. So maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. So there's this great app that I am using now that helps me track all of my expenses and because of it, I'm going to no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. And 
that's what I was just talking about. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Do you know how much money your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around uh, 80 bucks a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus dollars. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each month on subscriptions you don't even know about. So there's, there's this app that I'm using once again called Rocket Money, and it solves all of these problems for you. This app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. They do this, folks. They truly do double charge you sometimes. So to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press, and I know this is going to sound hard for you guys, you just have to press cancel on the Rocket Money app. It takes care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Seriously, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. Uh, that's rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now. One more time. Say it with me, rocketmoney.com slash so bad. Go check this out. I really do think it's an amazing product and it does help the show when you go check these things out. Go try it. Why not? Like it really does. It actually does work. So I, I am a total believer in this, in this product. Also, as well as my next product, you guys know how much I geek out about this company. I have talked about this company on the show now a couple times, and it bought, like I'm so excited that they're a sponsor, uh, Masterclass. Masterclass is with us once again, and Masterclass is truly, I think, one of the best gifts you could give somebody, but also one of the best last-minute gifts you could give somebody. I'm actually getting this for my dad, one of, one of his gifts for the holidays. I cannot stress what a special product masterclass is. These are classes taught by world-renowned people in their field. You can learn from the world's best artists, icons, and leaders anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. So you can learn from Chris Jenner. Yeah, the one and only Chris Jenner, who I talk about all the time. Chris Jenner teaches a class called On the Power of Personal Branding. And it is truly incredible, folks. I was talking about this when they showed it on the Kardashians this season. Um, but it is really, I'm going to get into it in a second, all the different classes she has within her uh, her masterclass. It is just truly awesome. But they also have over 180 classes from a range, uh, from a range of world-class instructors. You know, that thing you've always wanted to do, it's closer than you think. And Masterclass is truly here to help. My Masterclass experience, now I have about 10 classes in my queue right now. Uh, everyone from Steve Martin to Judd Apatow to Werner, Werner Herzog to Bob Iger, the head of Disney. I mean, you really have a front row seat. To, I mean, the Duffer Brothers who did Stranger Things. You have so many amazing people. You have Doris Kearns Goodwin, who is one of my favorite, favorite uh political historian writers out there, she does a class on Masterclass. And it's, uh, so Chris Jenner, let me tell you, I'm taking that one right now. And within her lesson, within her class, there are 12 classes within that Masterclass. And there are titles like um, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, How It Started, Consider Your Target Audience, Social Media, 
owning it. Come on, Lisa Rinna, we love it. Uh, there's a class visual storytelling that Chris teaches. Uh, monetize your brand. I mean, listen, this hits me in the pop culture feels completely, but also this is somebody that really does know their stuff. I would give anything to learn from Chris Jenner, and I actually have a front row seat to do it through Masterclass. Um, so I'm going to actually probably be doing a Patreon on Masterclass because I think the Chris Jenner one especially is so cool to talk about because there's so many little nuggets within. And remember, Chloe even shows up and she gets interviewed at the end on a huge 45-minute interview at the very end of this Masterclass as well. Um, and you can stop and start at any time. Remember that you don't have to do this all at once. You can stop and start. Like I said, there's so many lessons and this thing, it's like, you're just given all of this knowledge and the freedom to poke around and learn from the greats. I mean, that really is one of the coolest gifts you could give someone. I really think this is the best gift. And like I said, last minute gift too, that you can sign up your friend, your family member, even yourself at a moment's notice, and you can start learning that day. Chris Jenner for me was a perfect place to start because it kind of focused on a lot of the things that I'm trying to do. It's like she teaches about finding and defining your personal brand, uh, like identify, target, and connect with your audience, which I'm trying to do on a daily basis, monetizing your brand through social media, which I try to do with the Instagram, uh, create a brand that's honest and successful, um, getting ahead with social media hacks, uh, delivering consistent content that viewers will love, um, and how to generate maximum likes, comments, and engagement. These are things that Kris Jenner thinks about. And you're, of course, obviously, right? They're the Kardashians. Um, and I think it's awesome because you're learning from someone that is a proven successful entrepreneur. Um, a lot of these things are antidotal. She's telling stories about her career. And i that's the thing that, like, as a pop culture historian, I love to hear that. I love to hear personal stories. Uh, this is the one I started with, and I think it's a perfect one. But like I said, I'm going next to Steve Martin's. And I'm so, you know, I'm a Steve Martin just geek. And let me just take you to his. This is how quick you can get to theirs. Um, you just go to your library. I have it in here. You type in the old uh, Steve Martin, and it pops right up. Steve Martin, of course, teaches comedy. And you, there's even a class guide you uh, you open up with supplemental materials for Steve Martin's comedy course. And there is 25 classes within his master class. I am geeking out just looking at all of these. He teaches story techniques, screenwriting case study, Roxanne. He uses the movie Roxanne, editing, uh, writing case study, meteor shower, which I don't even know what that means, but it sounds exciting. Steve's comedic inspirations. Listen, this is just... I mean, this is, I was so excited when I got them as a sponsor because I just wanted to do all of these classes. So it was like my dream. So I'm hoping some of you guys feel the same way because you really, really should. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash so bad today. That's masterclass.com slash so bad terms apply. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 
$30 performance polos and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I was like, is she going to bathe oh in that God. stuff? Like, yeah, yeah it's, but, but, uh, my sister, we're, you know, the, my sister, my niece and nephew, we've got, uh, a lot of fun things planned. We're doing, we're doing steak and potatoes on uh, Tuesday. And then no. we're going to go to my sister's church on the, uh, I think the 24th or the 25th. And there's tons of activities planned. So this is going to, but I just always think it's funny when somebody says the best Christmas ever, like puts that pressure on it. It never, it turns out to be Christmas vacation, the Chevy Chase movie. So I'm, I'm curious to see how it all goes, but I'm hoping for the best. I'm going to make it the best. Honestly, Christmas is like the number one thing I always get super jealous of. Like, it always looks so fun. Even growing up, I was like, why doesn't Santa love us? And, that's and your mom like, asked, wait, would your mom tell the Santa's not even real? No, they had to explain. They're like, well, first of all, yeah, Santa's not real. Second of all, we're something called Jews and we don't celebrate. Like, it like took a while for me to like accept the fact that we don't get to celebrate Christmas because it always looks so fun. And I love seeing everyone's like Christmas morning, like pajamas and all of their pictures. That's like my favorite thing. So everyone but, but enjoy. I said on a podcast uh, sometime this week, or some point, it was always a lot of pressure Christmas morning because my dad would wait till the very last minute to shop for my mom. And my mom, you know, like when you open a gift, even if you don't like it, the proper thing to do is like, oh my God, amazing. Like told, but my mom in the moment would be like, oh, Bill, I hate this. I don't like this at all. And so it would always, and, and so I knew that was, and in fact, there'd always be one gift that my dad got right. Like just by like, 
pure happenstance. Like he and she'd be like, "Oh, I love this." He'd be like, "Really?" Like he would be shocked. He'd be like, "No way!" Like I got one right because she would never do a list, so he would just go to the mall and like get her like leather yeah. skirts and stuff like that, like like leather skirts, wet seal or something. Um, speaking of Hanukkah and Judaism, we get got give a shout out to our little man Mason Disick, who just celebrated his bar mitzvah last night. Um, and all the, a lot of the Kardashians were there, which it's a bunch of 13 year old guys and girls and like Kylie and Kendall show up their boobs hanging out, you know, like it's hysterical. This Mason, as he enters this journey into manhood, just like, could you imagine that type of female again and again, like just hanging around the house, like all of Kylie's friends, Kylie is wearing like a Balmain gown. Like Kendall actually looked kind of appropriate. She looked like she was wearing something that could have been from like Reformation, just like a, an appropriate like dress. Kylie was wearing like a couture bodycon gown. Like Kylie, um, Travis, yeah. Travis isn't going to even look at these pictures, dude. Like, don't even worry. Like, what are you yeah, doing? Travis obviously isn't coming to Mason's bar mitzvah, but mazel tov to Mason. That's very exciting for him. There's a lot of work that goes into becoming a bar bat mitzvah and good for you, Mason. I'm very proud. So he has to and go also, up there and read the Torah, right? In front of everybody and Barugata. Yeah, like. Barugata. Yeah, you have like a Torah portion that you read. It's a whole, you know, depending on if you're reformed Judaism or conservative, or they're obviously not Orthodox, but it can be anywhere from Mason is choosing to be Orthodox. That would be amazing. That actually would be an arc that I would be very invested in. Mason's on next season of my unorthodox life on Netflix. Um, No, but I I did. I was curious about that too, because, you know, Scott obviously was there and Scott uh, is Jewish. And I was just thinking about that in terms of Kanye, because him and Kanye used to be close of I would. This is like where I'm bummed that Scott is not really on Kardashians anymore, because I would kill for his opinion on this. I would kill to know what he thought of this whole scenario, especially for like him having a 13 year old son and other small kids. You know, you don't want to be made fun of if the kids think Kanye is cool and all of a sudden Kanye is saying this hateful rhetoric against something you're studying to be and something your family is. I just thought, like, what a pressured situation potentially for those kids, Scott to six kids, you know, like they've grown they've grown right. up to be like, well, mommy only wears Yeezy, you know, like when Courtney went through her Yeezy phase. And like, it's just got to be really, really hard and weird for those kids. And then if you pull backwards, hard for all of us, but like, especially I was just wondering what that situation, what Scott thinks, because we've never gone, he's never gone right. on record yet. And that's, that's honestly disappointing. Like it adds another layer to it. I always knew obviously that Scott was Jewish. I didn't really know what the kids affiliation was. I had seen them, I think like candles on Instagram with Scott, stuff like that. But I didn't know, you know, how religious they were, but having a bar mitzvah, I'm like, you know, the fact that they haven't gotten more, I guess, invested in shutting down Kanye, it seems like, or saying anything about the anti-Semitism, like, and I know, they well, I, had- I, didn't know if they, I didn't know if this was some sort of like, also like sign of like him going, look at me, Kanye, I'm at a bar mitzvah, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, look at me, haha, you know, like, I didn't know if this is rubbing it in Kanye's face, like, if, if there was like, I was always am used to looking for hidden meanings in anything Kardashian related, unfortunately, because they're never really upfront with things. But I was like, what, this is an amazing message. And I was wondering if it was like some hidden message for Kanye as well. Um, well, I doubt it. If he's like actually going through with a whole bar mitzvah, that's like, I feel like that would be like, 
I don't know. For that just to be a statement against Kanye would be like a lot. No, no, no. That'd the the pictures, the pictures of Kim coming out like very openly with the mm. the the um back grid photos, like their professional photos that were, you know, Kardashian hired. If there were photos of her with like a Seder book or like a prayer book, that would be so amazing. That would be a statement. When I think North was there, and by the way, North. North's TikTok like genuinely is starting to scare me. Like North is going to like bully me one day. Like I know it. I just know it. Really? I haven't like paid attention to her on TikTok. Oh girl, you gotta get on that talk. Is that bad? I haven't paid attention to I love she's been to bang. She's like, I've been watching the Bengals game. And I was like, I've been on TikTok. Watching North. I've been watching, I've been watching a nine-year-old girl that scares me. (laughs) That scares the shit out of me. Um also uh in Kardashian news. Courtney is supposedly not speaking to Kim and vice versa. Who cares? Uh, also, I'm starting to worry about the Hulu deal because Lamar Odom announced this week that he has a Fox special that will immediately be put on Hulu the next day. And it's literally, this is what Lamar Odom's um, Fox special, which premieres January 2nd. Good way to start the year. It's called Lamar Odom, Sex, Drugs, and Kardashians. And the photo even has Courtney Kardashian's face in the promo photo. So I was like- Chloe? Yeah, Chloe. Sorry, what did I say? Sex, drugs, and Kardashians. Yeah. Oh my God. What so a this title. is January 2nd on Fox and then immediately goes to Hulu. But I was like, if Kardashians have an exclusive deal with Hulu, even Chris, either Chris Jenner is producing this Lamar Odom thing, but there's no way Hulu would do this without Chris's permission unless well, this Hulu deal is done and they don't really give a shit anymore. I feel like what what power or stock do the Kardashians realistically have over Hulu? Like one of the one of the biggest streaming platforms on the planet. I don't think like the Kardashians have not brought in numbers for them. If I'm well, being perfectly I w- honest, like, no, 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 I agree. I agree. I just wish we they don't even release really the numbers, but I know they're popular like from every source I have is that like their popularity in terms of social media and stuff like that seems to be dying each month. Um, and so it'll be really curious to see what they yeah. do next. And especially in regards to the Balenciaga thing, that was their season finale, which was just poor planning because it was the week everything went off on Balenciaga, right. which keeps being swept under the rug. But it's just really interesting. The other day, um, Alexa Demi removed all Balenciaga and stopped yeah. working with the company. But Kim Kardashian still works with the company. Do you think Kim will eventually cut ties with Balenciaga? I think I mean, yeah, I think yeah. that at this point she kind of has to because why would she give the public another reason to hate her? She already like really I know that she acts like she doesn't care about like everyone hating her and making fun of her all the time, but like I think she desperately wants to be liked. So, yeah, I think that she'll yeah, do you anything to yeah. use the public. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and also she is like, even though she is like one of the most beautiful women in the world and like her plastic surgery is on point even though there's crazy amount of it. She is starting to look older. Like, it is interesting. We are starting to see an older looking Kim. I wish that she had stuck with her brown hair and like her famous curves. Instead, it's like she looks so like gaunt and thin and like the scraggly blonde hair. It's just like not a good look. I know that she still has Kim Kardashian. She still has potential somewhere (laughs) deep down. Yeah, by by the way, don't feel too bad for guys. We're saying like she's totally fine. Uh, in terms of every capacity, except that, you know, she might be soulless in some capacities. Um, 
But also I think about the BBL and the changing bodies. The person that has got to really piss off is this Larza Pippen from Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, like my she God, can't afford to get the BBL dissolved. She just got to like, are you watching Miami? I'm not watching Miami. Oh, you're going to love it. I know it's I need so to. good. This Lenny Hochstein Lenny drama, which, you know, I hate to break it to you guys. If you're marrying a boob doctor, he's probably going to trade you in at some point. And uh, like, I feel bad that we're, but it's like one of those moments where we're seeing this play out on a season of reality television on the, the new season of Miami on Peacock. There's been five episodes released. We'll be, uh, I'll be recapping it next week on the podcast during the holidays. Um, and that should be really fun because I really love it, but it is dark. Like the Lenny Hochstein stuff is just, we're watching this lady get her world just upended. And it's like watching another woman that is younger and prettier at that moment move in is just gotta be jaw dropping for somebody like Lisa and like somebody like for, for all women that try to live that Instagram lifestyle. I've seen like the clips and I've seen some of the drama about, um, Lenny Hochstein. But I know I need to watch. And they met th- this new 25 year old is complaining that she's getting bullied by Lisa. And I'm like, dude, I-, I mean, I'm sorry, but expect to be bullied if you break up a family in some it's Lenny's yeah. fault overall. But you did participate. You met him at his house. You knew he had two kids. You knew he had Lisa. Listen, it's Lenny's fault mainly. But there's like a like, you know, you're not you don't seem like super great. What do you either. Like, what I mean, do you she's, her brain's not fully formed yet, even, you know, she's young. No. True, true. Do you watch this? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got the. Uh, you watch this Meghan Markle thing, Sophie. You watch this you know, in this Markle. This. Yeah, voice. but what is what is that voice supposed? I just try to do a. I was listening to talk radio. I'm like, hey, you got the. You listen to this. Uh, they just. It's like bad. Uh, <laughs> talk radio. Yeah, yeah. You ever listen to? Uh, yes. what do you, you know this uh, Prince Harry guy. You hear this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the Netflix documentary? When you started the accent, when you started that bit. Um, yes, I watched, I watched all of it. All six episodes. Wow. Yeah. And I, and you know, I've always been team Harry and Megan. I am really rooting for their happiness and I'm glad they found their peace. I do think it's fair to just be like, yeah, they're just like kind of annoying. Like I feel like they would be insufferable to be around, but I'm still on their side. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the deal. Like I did walk away going, oh, I believe they are truly in love with each other. Like the way like I believe they're truly in love with each other. They're also, yeah, that couple that is annoying. And but at the same time, I feel like it's really like to like Prince Harry's like past. Like he did go through this with his mom. So you cannot blame him to think the same thing with me. You cannot like your mind would naturally go there regardless. And I'm sorry. Like, and by the way, what did you think about Bethany Frankel calling this a money grab on their part? Did you have oh uh, up, Bethany? She's so annoying. No, uh, my favorite part of the documentary, I decided, and I was like texting some of my friends about it. We were like in a group chat, just talking about Megan and Harry documentary as, as the girlies do. And God, I I was, I'd kill to get on that group text. I'd kill. <laughs> My favorite part is when this was like probably in like the first episode, but when Megan goes, when it's like the reveal that she calls him H, she was like, she was like, you know, I had career aspirations. I had a life. I had single. I was in suits. I had dreams. And then came H and my boyfriend's name starts with an H. So I decided I'm going to (laughs) start doing that too, where I call it, where I just call him H. So yeah. Well, everything is very like, 
she's that person and he's that person that they both feel things very deeply. So like they even discover a beach in one of the last episodes and she's like, my love, come quick. Come quick, my love. It's beautiful, my love. My love. Like it's like that. Like it feels very like oh oh my love. Everything's like a poem or an older song. Yeah, it's it's very and listen, she she is that part. Like I believe that's truly her. But it is interesting when you are and like then all of a sudden Tyler Perry gets involved. Like they're living at Tyler Perry's. They're living at Medea's house, which I just I wanted one talking head with Medea. I want like no, you don't. Like I wanted I wanted Tyler Perry in the Medea outfit. I was like I said no, Queen. Just one, just one. No, but it's like (laughs) Tyler Perry is so respected. Uh, you know, but it is funny because it is all like it, his story is like Medea, like he did the stage plays into the movies, and it's an incredible story. And he's so Tyler well respected. Tyler Perry like, movies are fantastic. I didn't realize he had that kind of money. Like I didn't realize he was Whoa. Oprah rich. I didn't realize Tyler Whoa. Perry was Oprah rich. Oh hell yeah! Also, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's a fantastic movie. So it's not just the Medea stuff. That stuff is. No, I was, I, in fact, I watched Gone Girl the other day again, and I forgot yeah, he was in that Gone too. Girl. He's a, the yeah. great lawyer, yeah. He's the attorney. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's rich, rich. Um, so that is on Netflix if you're wanting to catch up, but it's a little- Sex Lives of College Girls. Did you watch Sex Lives of College Girls? The second season finale just uh, d- this week, I have not seen any of it. Is it worth watching? Oh my God, it's so cute. Mindy it's Kaling so produces it, right? Or Yeah, it's just like a very fun, cute, funny just I love it I love that show I hate that it's called that because it makes me feel weird to say but (laughs) it's a great show uh what else have you been watching it's always great to know what's on Sophie's list or what she is are you gonna go see the avatar way of water about the Navi um I might I could be convinced because you know I love CGI stuff yeah I could be convinced. I rented Bones and All for $20 on Amazon Prime because, you know, you I paid $20 for that Timothy well, Chalamet movie. I was going to see it in theaters. So compared to seeing getting tickets in theaters, which oh, in New York right. been like $20 a piece, not even including we would have spent like $60 to see it in theaters. I thought it was worth it. My boyfriend H H hated it. My love, obviously. my love. My love, he hated it and thought it was so weird. And I actually thought it was kind of disappointing too. Isn't it, it about, like, uh, isn't it about a- uh, yeah, uh, It's uh, a cannibal love story. Yeah, because by the way, it's the same director as the um, the movie Army he did with Army Hammer, which is that's, oh, remember when it was like so weird that he was doing this movie with the Call Me By Your Name guy and it was about cannibalism and it was announced right during the time that Army Hammer, all that stuff was dropping. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Um, so it was, it was good. It was, it's very long. I guess that's what I would summarize it as just very long, but Timothy is great. Taylor Russell is great. Um, not for squeamish people. I'm pretty squeamish and it's actually, it's, it's not too gory, but like it's about cannibals. So you got the idea. (laughs) I want to see that meet the Fablemans, the Spielberg movie about, uh, like with Seth Rogen and like about like, Steven Spielberg's story. Yeah. Meet the Fablemans. You don't want to see that? Like, I don't really care. Ah, damn. I don't know. I want to well, see like, that. Maybe I'll watch it when it's like on streaming. Maybe I, I watched know. yesterday. I watched the Sherry Papini story about that girl that What's like the, that the, the gone girl thing. Dude, it's on, uh, it's on Peacock or Hulu, oh, but I it's an ox. Watch. It's an oxygen, but it's on, I think it's on Peacock and it it's like an hour and 15 minutes without commercials, but it, it goes in, it has all the police footage of her, like, 
her stories and so like stuff you've never seen before. And it was so, and it's like, they just, she just went to jail this past year after six years of ongoing things relating to this case. Cause it's happened during COVID. How they figured out that it was all made up. So they know right away. They found, they got a familial hit on the DNA years later. Cause they had DNA on the underwear that was male DNA, but they could never do a match on it. And then when it got open to familial, they got a hit years later and it was her ex-boyfriend that she was with like eight hours away. And they go, they have the audio interview with the guy where they're like, Hey, um, you know, you know, Sherry Rapini. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was she here at all? No, 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 no. And the cop's like, well, listen, we're going to do one more time where you don't get in trouble. Do you know? And he's like, I just wanted to help her out, man. She was in a real bad place getting out of her husband. And like it all turns and they collect all this information. And then they show the final interview where they bring him in and the husband and her and tell her what they have. And she keeps saying, she goes, Oh no, I don't want, I don't want her to get in trouble. I can't. And she goes, do you recognize this house? And she's like, it's the woman's house. She keeps saying it's the woman. She's like, he's like, I'm Sherry. This is the last time you can't lie to us. If you lie to us, it's a crime. Do you want your husband to leave or stay here? She's like, I don't want her to go to jail. She saved my life. And like, she keeps saying it's this lady. And then finally she's like, listen, you know, he, here's the deal. It's your ex-boyfriend. And the husband is just like, holy shit. And the husband moves his chair away from her because he's believed her the whole time and stood by her. And she's like, I'm a bad person. It's just wild. And she finally admits it. And, you know, she's sentenced to years in prison that she's serving now. She gets out in 2024, but it's really fascinating. Oh my God. I need to watch that. You really do. It's really, really good. I mean, it's, 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 it's like trash, like anything else, but it's, it's good. To, it's cool to watch these behind the scenes, like that was close just up such a huge story. It was yeah. just a huge story. And for so long, everyone was like, oh, I guess she's telling the truth. Even though the story was very outlandish that she was like found alive. Like with like, she, and by the way, she brand, she brand, she branded herself and she had the guy break her nose with a hockey puck. Like, he's like, I banked a, he, she wanted me to bank a thing. And she's like, so I did it, you know? And he's like a kind of like doofusy guy. And she's like, he, he goes, yeah, we got it at the Hobby Lobby. She wanted me to brand her. I don't know what we even said. And it said like Exodus something. She branded herself. She put all these, like all this thing. He's like, yeah, I let her hang out. I went to work eight to 10 hours a day and she just stayed here. And she would like beat herself up to like make the story be more convincing. And it's, it's wild. Um, What a psychopath. I wanted to read this to you and like, guess who this is just by this caption as we start winding down. I just feel like I needed to say this because it's important. These are our new friends who work at the Mez Club here in Byron Bay. They are all from other countries around the world, and it's damn inspiring because I've been around the globe a couple times in different capacities, be it school, leisure, or work, and it's just so rewarding in so many ways. And I'm here to tell you, anyone can go on, go and thrive anywhere they want on Earth. You just need courage, a sense of adventure, and a plane ticket. Best example is this girl. I'm going to leave her name out. She's from a small town in Indiana, USA, and has worked and lived in Spain and now Australia. She just put together enough to buy a ticket and figured it out from there. Now she's a manager here and absolutely loves loves it. Sorry for the soapbox, but, and this is where I'm going to not read the last sentence because it gives it away. Who is this? Dorit. This is Shep. The last line is, so for the soapbox, but Austin and I are impressed and pleased to see this bold spirit of these girls and guys. And it's a picture of Shep and Austin in, because they're doing an Australian tour right now for a couple weeks. And Shep in a drunken thing was like, he wants to be Anthony Bourdain so bad. And like, I, I like Shep, but like the fact that he's with Austin and I like this, I like, cause at the very end, he's like, 
I'm pleased to see the bold spirit of these g- girls and guys. What he leaves out is like, P.S. I'm going to try to nail her later. You know, me and Austin are going to try to double team her later. You know, it's just so this sense of adventure and this like, this is what you, br- he wants, he's going to be on Winter House next season. He's He's got to be, right? Oh my God. Grow up, Shep. Grow up. It's like two 40 years old. Like Winter House is going to end up being like three 45 year olds in a hot tub. That's what it's going to end up being. I love turned the comments off because they're probably like, what are you talking about? Oh, he turned the comments off? Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. They, yeah. pro- they probably said what I said. Like, you're just trying to get laid, dude. Uh, are you watching Potomac? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a messy season. I mean, I wouldn't say it's its best season, but it's really good and it's better. Like if you're white Lotus, if you're off white Lotus, go to family karma and Potomac on Sunday nights, you guys, and also sister wives, which I don't think you're in yet, but it is so good this season. No, I actually wait. So on TLC, I know sister wives is like the number one show. I just want to say this was another thing I wrote about in my Substack, and also Kendall Cunningham, Daily Beast writer, who I love, wrote about this in the Daily Beast. The Kupo Kulpo sisters. I always say Kupo. I guess it's Kulpo. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I watch the reality show. show. It's fun. I actually, it's, it's only fun. six episodes, and I had a lot of fun watching it. That's like the only TLC show that I've like watched recently. It's like Kardashians if they weren't rich assholes yet. Like they're rich, I, but they're not. Yeah. And I mean, I think they genuinely do come from like a humbly beginning middle of nowhere, Rhode Island. Like they seem, I've followed them on Instagram for a while and they like seem genuinely down to earth. And I like still get that vibe in the show, but like, who knows? Anyway, three sisters fighting by the way, but it's like, it's, if they're not Kardashians yet, their parents are funny. I like the Culpo sisters a lot, actually. Yeah. If you want. Very nice. And the TLC has been like, ripping them apart on Twitter. They're like, we don't need another Kardashians. And I'm like, just give them a chance. No, actually, I, I actually really enjoyed that show. Um, also, uh, as we close up here, uh, if you want something to make you smile, Rihanna showed her baby for the first time and it's really cute. Her baby, Rihanna and ASAP Rockies. Oh, I know. Um, He's so cute. Ah! Really, really cute baby. Oh, also, I didn't, we're really not going to get in time to discuss this, but I wanted to bring up Meg the Stallion really quick. Is that like, listen, uh, there's like Tory Lanez and Meg the Stallion trial right now. And Tory Lanez shot her in the foot a couple of years ago. And he's saying that he didn't, but like people like 50 cent, like is getting involved and calling her like Jesse Smallins and saying she's li- Smollett oh and saying God. she's lying. And I'm just like, dude, like, I don't get why, like, like, I'm sorry, but Meg the Stallion is ta- like, it, I, I, she's telling the truth here. Like she's telling the truth. I don't know if you followed this trial at all, but it is just really wild because her assistant has changed her statement. Her bodyguard disappeared yesterday. And it seems like it's all, the, these are all things that like will end up hurting Megan in the long run. So it's like Tory Lanez adjacent. Have you paid attention to this at all? Yeah, I've been, I've been following all of the reporters that have been like live tweeting it. Um, It's all just, it's sad. It's making me so sad for Meg that she's already been through so much. And now you have all of these misogynistic freaks online that refuse to believe her. First, it was about she was never shot at all. And now it's like, oh, it wasn't him that did it. Like the goalposts keep moving. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then her friend, Kelsey, I guess, has completely, you know, betrayed her. And it's just it's sad. And I'm excited for what's his name, Tory Lanes, to just throw the book at him. 
but it's just weird though if you see like the toxicity around how women are treated even with this and they're like saying yeah. she's a liar i'm like yo like we've even seen the foot and like she had to admit that she slept with Tory Lanez and she's like, now my own boyfriend doesn't even like me. You know, she's like, it's affected my actual relationships, but I'm actually taking a stand for myself. And it's just, I don't know. It's just wild what people think. Um, uh, and also over these next two weeks, pray for Brittany. There's been a lot of wild stuff about Brittany online this last week uh, that she is not doing well. Uh, Perez Hilton made a statement yesterday, which, you know, you could take it or leave it because it's Perez, but uh, you know, said that, whatever's going on. He talked to an inside source that nobody has guessed yet, but it sounds like she is not doing well. So hopefully, I don't know. Jamie Spears came out in the news yesterday and said, he's writing a book with Kevin Federline on parenting, which is insane. Like, Oh my God. I, I would just I, talk about a book. I thought I wouldn't buy Jamie Lynn Spears book. Like this is a book I would never in a million years, in a you million have years. to pay me to read it. Okay. Well, maybe, well, if that's on the table, maybe that'll happen. Um, okay. Sophie, what are the, uh, new year's resolutions for yourself? What are you, what are you, what are you looking forward to in the new year? You got the new um, job, you got a man, your, uh, your podcasting career is taken off like a rocket. What's aw, next? Thank you. I think my new year's resolutions are to have a better work-life balance, to not always feel overwhelmed and on edge. And just, I always feel like I have something to do and I want to be able to relax more, um, and yeah, I've been on a journey of quitting nicotine, which has been hard. Wait, sorry, I don't think I knew you. Oh, you're talking about even like, vape. like vapes and stuff. Oh, so that has been difficult, but I'm excited to be finally. Are you already on the journey? Are you already on the journey? You're on. The I journey. am on the journey already. Um, so that's why I've been extra bitchy lately. Um, so yeah, continuing that journey awesome. into 2023 and yeah, there's probably something I'm forgetting. I was thinking about this the other day, but about I'm trying yeah, do to be like, more of a person. I'm so you say more of a normal morning person. Yeah. But how would you ever make yourself a morning person? Some people are, I, some people aren't. Do you see my tweet that like blew up and some people no. are like, just set an alarm and wake up, solve the puzzle. I'm like, I wanted genuine tips about like, how do you motivate yourself to get up in the morning? Sometimes? I think some people are chemically like that and some people aren't, you know? Exactly. I'm so like, I have so much energy at night. I'm most creative at night. I like get most things done at night. So it's just whatever. It's just, I'm probably never going to be a morning person, but what are yours, Ryan? It takes me like 12 hours to wake up. Um, well, I got to tell you, mine is uh, January 1st. I'm quitting Diet Coke and, uh, okay. And I will say I do have to stop the vape. Um, yep. So that is something, uh, but I'm scared to do it at the same time. Uh, but but I have been cutting back on the vape already. So those are like two big ones. Of course, always is losing weight, but I'm working out with a trainer. So I'm getting healthier in that. Knee surgery this year. Um, but it's like, everything's been so stressful between like this and mom and all that stuff. It's just been crazy. So I guess it's like to try to have more of a life at all, like, and, and try to really, I don't know, get less work focused or actually more focused in the right way on work instead of messy focused how I am. Right. Well, all we can really wish for all I need in life is health and happiness. And <laughs> I'm wishing the same for you, Ryan and <laughs> and all of you. Uh, we wish you a uh, happy Hanukkah, oh, happy Merry Kwanzaa, Christmas. and a Merry Christmas, a happy holidays, and a happy new year. 
Uh, go listen to So True with Sophie Ross. Uh, Tuesday will be a solo episode for her, plus her Substack. I don't know if she's still, I don't know if super follows still exist on Twitter, but you can always do a super, do they still exist? Yeah. They okay. Do. I didn't know. I didn't know if Elon took them away or created something different, uh, but you can sign up for her Substack, which is really actually very entertaining. And I'm, especially if Twitter does go to shit, go over to the Substack, especially because I'm sure most of her thoughts will wind up there and her podcast. Um, and I think that's it, you guys, but have a great start to the week. I know it's going to be a crazy one for you guys. And then I will be doing, uh, we'll be doing recaps and new shows all week. And next week as well, we do not take a break here because I am too, uh, I would go crazy. So, um, okay. I will talk to you probably next year. Harvest working man in show business. Listen, it's, it's the insecurity. It just keeps me going. Like, it's like, I don't know even what I'm racing towards, but it's, it's something, you know, I mean, I'm just big podcasting award, that big podcasting award or the big, I don't know when they put us all us podcasters out to pasture and we all retire at some farm somewhere. Yeah, it's some like award that I've never heard of, but every podcaster is like, oh my God, thank you for the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, dude, I see these podcasters like, like, but like, you're like, like you guest on a bunch, you do this, you know, you do like, you podcast a lot, but like there's podcasters that do like one a week and they're like living in mansions. And so and I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what the, what the fuck is that? It, it's wild. But anyways, uh, we, it, it, this is, this is the most fun I've ever had doing anything. So thank you guys. And thank you, Sophie. Uh, we've had a great year and I will talk to you probably sometime in the beginning of the new year. And I'll be yeah. looking at you on Twitter and we'll be, we'll be texting. Yeah, texting. I know you will be. I know <laughs> you oh will God. be. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> my love, my love, H. My love. Oh. <laughs> Bye. 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 Betches.